0: John, the Angels send mom home with a victory on (laughs) Sunday. What an incredible game, and what an incredible weekend series. And you and I, we're going to talk all about it because that's what we do. Plus, you guys wanted to talk a lot about the Angels. You sent in questions, and questions, and questions, and more questions. That's right. And so we're going to cover all of them. You're locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On
1: Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part
0: of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on the audio side, you can rate and review the pod. And if you're watching on the video side, you can subscribe and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode hits. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props and odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts.
1: What's going on? Thanks for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels. We're so happy that you decided to join. Us, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. You got the Frisch brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. And we're celebrating a series weekend victory against the Nationals. And it didn't fist come pump, easy, fist up <laughs> like Shohei at the end of the game. Oh man, yes, that was great! Man, to he was see. so excited! Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Man, that did not come easy, but no. the Angels got it done, and it came off the bats of Shohei Otani and. Anthony Rendon with some help from Taylor Ward and then just promoted Luis Rengifo got that, lead, not, that not a leadoff walk but a walk after <laughs> after the first out so that was great to see but man let's break yeah. down what happened this weekend Mike.
0: Alright so the Angels enter the weekend at 17 and 10 it's their second best start in in the 27 game start in Angel history other teams went 18 and 9 the most recent actually was the 1995 Angels mm-hmm. so let's talk about Friday night Jonathan Diaz is the starter our boy? And actually looked great. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he's part of the family because you and I saw him pitch really well last year. Yeah, and he pitched really well on Friday night, extremely well. Five innings pitched, three hits, four Ks, just sixty-seven pitches. His only blemish was the three walks. And Diaz was really matched by the Nationals pitcher, Adon. Mm-hmm. He pitched really well and only trailed one nothing. but then the fifth inning happened, and the Angels added two more runs. Mike Trout had that huge two-run double in the eighth. and I'm sorry, his eighth double in the fifth inning and made it 3 nothing. And then, of course, Taylor Ward was on base almost every single time. Right. He had three walks and two runs scored in that game. And really, the key moments for the Angels was their defense. They had two incredible double plays Mm -hmm. in this game, and that seems to be happening more often for this team, and it's really what a successful team does, right? When they're in trouble, they're able to turn the double play, and they win on Friday night 3-0. John, it was their fifth shutout this season, and that was more than the last four seasons combined. Really? And all the Angel fans said, amen. Good grief, man. (laughs) Because we have felt that. We haven't had great pitching, obviously, and yet Friday night, Jonathan Diaz
1: sets the standard and looks great. What about Saturday, John? Saturday, we had Michael Lorenzen on the bump, and unfortunately, it was not the performance that he had recently had in Chicago, where he went eight and a third. This one was a little bit more Rough. He kept the Angels in the game. His stat line broke down to four and two-thirds, five hits, five runs, and seven Ks over 89 pitches. And yeah. kind of the the crutch there was that he was taken out before the end of the fourth or the fifth. And Elvis Piguero came in. And by the end of it, everyone was saying, please, Elvis, leave the building. Um, because <laughs> yeah. Joe didn't give uh, uh, Lorenzen the chance to get out of that inning. And it made sense to bring in somebody, but Pagero's just not ready. He immediately gave up a two-run home run. And the Angels were able to hit some home runs. Walsh had a solo shot. Brandon Marsh had a two-run home run. So you started to think that they were going to come back, but it ended up being a 7-3 to loss. So it just wasn't enough yeah. and kind of disappointing because the game felt like it was within reach and there were just some bullpen decisions that you know were questionable. I think Pagaro will be great. Just not right now. It felt like hmm. last year's bullpen, where you're going to a guy that you're just not quite sure about, and he could not—he could not locate any pitches. He was throwing yeah. that fastball, and I think he had like five straight out of the zone in a row. And so I think that Lorenzen should
0: have at least been given a shot to get mm-hmm. one more batter. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he got pulled way too early, and then when Paguero came in and gave up the immediate runs, it was like, yeah, I mean, and yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, but. That's one of those things that we've talked about often. Joe, you got to keep them in there. Yeah. And if you go back to the Guardian series, what I loved about what the what the Guardians were able to do is they left their starting pitchers in the game they did. to try to figure it out. And, it, and they figured it out. It didn't put them in a deficit. They were able to fight through the fifth and fight through the sixth Absolutely. inning and, and even get to the seventh inning in some cases. And so I think this is one of those moments where you had to let Lorenzen at least go one more batter because... Really, the benefit would have been that he's going to be strong there and you're not bringing in somebody like Pagero.
1: I know that he gave up a solo shot in the first and the second, but the rest of them were balls on the ground for Lorenzo. Yeah. And right. it, it's there's a huge difference between scoring runs on on hits that are getting through and getting by the defense, and then there's giving up a two run home run to Nelson Cruz, right? Yeah. <laughs> so right. that's the big difference. Tell us about uh right. Sunday, Mike. Talk, the talk game about that. that we
0: all want to talk yes. about is the Sunday game. I mean, that was one of those games where honestly, as an Angel fan, you're a bit frustrated, right? Because yeah, they had opportunities to score. I personally was a little bit frustrated with Rendon because he wasn't coming through, and you and I. I've talked a lot about angel players having that angel moment, right? Mm-hmm. Years ago, Torrey Hunter hitting the walk off yep. home run. And then just recently Taylor Ward having that moment against the Sox, Right. And then now here's an opportunity for Rendon to do that. And he wasn't coming through in this game. And it, it looked like it's going to be just four to two, right? Like we're going <laughs> to, we're going to lose this game and we're, we're kind of falling back into our slump that we were in last year. Yeah. And then Angels get on base, and things start to look good, and there's two outs, and Otani comes up and hits that double off the wall, right? And then Rendon has a moment where he knocks in the run, and Otani, of course, is quick, and so he, you know he was going to score, or at least attempt to score, no matter what, and Phil Nevin was sending him no matter what. (laughs) And Otani sliding in, and then immediately fist-pumping, I think was the the excitement that he felt was the excitement that we felt had some yeah. friends that were at the game and they said that the energy it was electric in that stadium but I think that this is Rendon's moment yeah. right? this is Rendon's moment where it clicks he hadn't this had is a walk his moment yet where he the, is in the halos. he's endeared to us yeah. right and so I, I loved it I was excited about that your boy Sandoval pitched really well. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't pitch bad. Five and two thirds, three runs, seven hits, five Ks, and something that uh, Gubazo was saying on the broadcast is that when when Sandoval's top half is matching his bottom half, hmm. they're all in rhythm. He's he's going really great. Yeah. He's not stomping his foot on the mound. That actually is a a sign that he's doing really well Mm. and by the way good to have Gubaza back in the in the broadcast booth did an excellent job we missed his takes but it was such a great game man and to be able to be 19 and 11 at this point in the season is awesome it's it's our best 30 game start since 2004 John hey that's a good year (laughs) <laughs> we were 20-10 and 10 that year, and so this is our, our best 30-game start since then. So it feels so good. And now we got the Rays, Joe's former team, yeah. coming to town today. We're going to play them.
1: Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. What I really appreciated about this Sunday game was that guys were picking each other up. I know that uh, Mayfield hit a, a two-run pinch hit, uh, hit, and then he struck out to begin the ninth. Renjifo picked him up with a walk. And then Taylor Ward hit him over to third, and then Trout struck out, and you're thinking, oh, man, but these guys just continue to pick each other up and not let each other down. So we'll get into what that's going to look like here in just a minute when we get to our mailbag. So let's get into that here in just a minute.
0: Coming up on Locked On Angels, John and I will answer all your Halo questions, but first Locked On Angels is brought to you by BetOnline. Check out BetOnline.net It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sporting info Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, and of course Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to Learn more about trends and actions. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. You get recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts. John has done our Locked On Now in the last few weeks and has done an incredible job. You get a quick update as to what happened with teams across Major League Baseball. It takes fans through the season like no other network, and it's free and it's available
1: wherever you get your podcasts. We had a ton of mailbag questions and even a voicemail. So if you want to give us a call on our voicemail and. Anytime 714-409-6396 that of course will be in the episode description below or wherever you get your podcast. Let's go to a voicemail from Blake out of Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Here we go. Hey, this is Blake reporting from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo and I just had a quick question for you guys. Well, more of a, a comment, but it feels that the Angels are starting to return back to kind of what we expected of him. And it feels that way with Otani and seeing Rendon continue to struggle. And although he's putting together better plate appearances, he still continues to struggle to put the ball in play. And Taylor Ward, last few days, has been cooling off a little bit. How How do you feel – this project for the rest of the season thank you thanks blake for giving us a call out of cal poly san luis obispo i refuse to say slow i don't like when people say slow (laughs) yeah yeah. i refuse now on the same (laughs) (laughs) on the same vein uh there was this question from emmanuel he said are you concerned at all about the inconsistencies of the offense outside of ward and trout so kind of a similar question uh, yeah. Blake's came in earlier in the week when we were struggling a bit against the White Sox. So when it comes to just these guys who are struggling to put some good plate appearances together, I think that I think that you have to remember that hitters will go through slumps. And sure. that's going to happen to every single player on the team. And now the difference is, and like we saw on Sunday, can the other guys around them pick them up when they're in a slump? Now, right. Hopefully not everybody goes into a slump all at the same time, but for example, we had some guys not being able to put it together against the Red Sox. However, Jared Walsh comes through and scores more than half of his RBIs in the season in those two games yeah. in Boston, so it's just a matter of guys are going to go through slumps. That's inevitable, and it happens to the best. I mean, it can happen to Trout. We He rarely goes into a slump, uh, but... It can happen to Otani, of course, and and these guys will put it together. It might just not all click at the same time. But what do you think, Mike? I think if it's June, I would be a bit more concerned. Sure. But it's still May,
0: and I think that they're finding their way. The thing that I have to keep reminding myself of is that spring training was shortened, Yeah, and so that affects pitchers, but it also affects hitters. I mean, they're at a place now where the season would have been already started, but not a month in or almost a month and a half in Mm -hmm. right if spring training played itself out and so these guys are still getting their timing down they're they're still figuring out pitch counts and how to hit the ball and where to hit the ball and those things and so I think that if it's June I would be a bit more concerned but I'm going to give them a bit of grace because it is only May and I agree with your point that it's important that not all of them struggle there's going to have to be somebody that steps up and that's the hope with this lineup right because they have that ability and now with the opportunity in front of them let's hope that they lean into their skills and they are actually able to score runs when the rest of the lineup is struggling.
1: Uh, So there's a couple of uh, questions here that I'm going to get to, and they all kind of center around this one thing. So this is from Robert Henderson on YouTube. He said, the Angels are still in contention at the trade deadline. Do you think we use Adele as a trade chip for pitching Hmm. with Ward starting to establish himself and Mars showing great potential? I think Adele might be the best trade piece we have now on that note our good friend jason burke over at locked on a's actually had a thought and he shared this idea he said hey locked on angels would you be interested in frankie montas for a package that includes joe adele now i did do a little bit of research mike And I got, actually, I just did a screenshot, but if you, (laughs) these (laughs) these are (laughs) Montas stats. And so far Montas in 2022 has a two and two record. Of course, that's with a struggling Oakland team who doesn't have its superstars that they had last year. But look at that ERA 3.44. He's keeping it under four. And we know that he has been in Cy Young voting in the past, including 2021. And Montas is just a great arm. And I think he's the kind of guy who can give you a lot of innings, a lot of starts, and a lot of strikeouts. So what do you think about Jason's idea of, he said, Adele in a package for Frankie Montas. I think that's kind of the key word there. What do you think?
0: Um, I, I If it's a straight up deal, I'm in. Yeah. If it's a package, I think I would want to know who that second player is. But here's, here's why I would be in on trading Adele. We have held on to players in the past for way too long. Hmm. There was that rumored trade where we were going to get Roy Halladay and, and, and a part of that package <laughs> was Brandon Wood. Yeah. And we refused because we didn't want to trade Brandon Wood. Whew. And Ibar was also a part of that and he was about to hit his prime. Yeah, And so the reason why they held back though was because of Wood. And we all know how that turned out and we know how Roy Halladay turned <laughs> out, right? And when we've traded players that were prospects... Four great players, it actually has worked out for us. Mm-hmm. Like, think about when we traded Sean Newcomb mm-hmm. to the A's for Andrew Alton Simmons, yeah. right? And Ibar was a part of that. That worked out for us, and yeah. now Newcomb was DFA'd. And so, I'm in on a trade for a pitcher for Joe Adele. I don't know if I would want to package anything more for somebody like a Frankie Montaz. Right. I feel like Frankie's good, yeah. and maybe I'm sounding ridiculous right now, but the truth is is I think that we would want to get somebody better maybe because Montaz feels like Michael Lorenzen, which I think would slot in our rotation really great. Okay. I'm just not sure if we want to give too much up For somebody like Montaz, who only has like one year left of arbitration, maybe one year and a half or something like that. Yeah, he's got
1: this year and next year, and I think you got more longevity out of Joe Adele. So I think, for me, that's a one-on-one swap. I think that's one-to-one. I don't think you package anything else. Because if the Angels want to win now, like Robert was saying in his question, he said it feels like this is the year for the Angels with Ward establishing himself. And if we're going to be in contention at that trade deadline, I think going out and getting that one more arm— is a really good idea, and if it costs you an Adele to get to the World Series, then there you go, and you still have right. another year of montage. So I think that's a that's a pretty good trade offer. Like I said, like you said, and I said, I don't think a package. I think a one to one deal might make yeah. the most sense for both sides. Well,
0: and Adele's going to play every day in Oakland if he gets traded right. there, and he's going to get at bats which he needs in the major leagues. He doesn't need at bats in the minor leagues right. because he's
1: showing that he's owned. The minor He's already leagues. tearing it up in the minor leagues. Yeah, He's he like needs at bats in the major leagues. <laughs> he needs to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, on the same note, we have Michael Torres from Twitter. He said, I know it's early, but we need one more starter to really be World Series contenders, and the Reds are about to unload talent. So how about the Angels receive Luis Castillo, and this is a uh, an infielder shortstop, Ellie De-, De La Cruz, and the Reds receive Joe Adele, Jose Suarez, Kai Bush, and cash considerations. What do you feel about that trade
0: again I I'm I'm in on considering some of these things I think where I'm hesitant is it feels like we're giving up a lot in that scenario um, yeah right for for two of those guys and there's some interesting stats on Castillo and there's also a question about like his shoulder yeah and and talk about that for a moment he's
1: starting for the first time today against the Brewers and the shoulder strain is kind of something new but the he's owed 7,350,000 this year and next yeah. year is his third year of arbitration so Castillo would be somebody that you could hold on to i don't know if he's the guy for the angels wanting to win now i think sure. you got to make a move i know that we're not the dodgers in the way that we make trades or the way that we operate sometimes, Yeah. but their Max Scherzer acquisition and Trey Turner last season was a win-now move. That's the perfect example of a win-now move, and if the Angels find themselves there by July, I don't think Castillo is a win-now move. I think Hmm. uh, that you've got to go for a stronger arm. Like we said, a one-to-one swap with Montas because he's got that extra year, that might be a win-now move, but I'm sure that a package that includes Joe Adele, Jose Suarez, Kai Bush, and money would be something that the Angels would want to use to get a win-now arm. And Ellie De La sure. Cruz, uh, it looks to be a good prospect in the red system, but we have tons of middle infielders and shortstop guys coming up. So we've been a factory
0: over the last few years. That's all that we have, it seems, for a while until we
1: drafted like nineteen guys or signed nineteen guys out of twenty, right? (laughs) So I think we're okay in terms of middle infield. So yeah, lots of questions about Joe Adele being part of a, a trade package and some interesting considerations here. But again, Mike and I agree it's gotta be that big arm that's gonna win you the series and take you to the playoffs. Absolutely
0: locked on angels is brought to you by built bar summer is coming and you're gonna need some food on the go and built bars are a perfect snack to take with you on all your family vacations you make sure that everyone has a bar so that you're fueled for your summer adventures and the best part about built bar is they're healthy and they're delicious no more sacrificing delicious food for health with built bar You can have both. You can have it all, John. (laughs) All you have to do is go to Built.com and order right now. The Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. And if you haven't tried the Built Puffs yet, man, you need to. They are delicious and they come in great flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. And who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro, right? (laughs) Like, so that sounds delicious. And every Built Bar is only 130 to 140 calories. So if you can't decide on a flavor, you can also get the mix box. It's 12 Built Bars, a mix of bars and puffs. Built Bars make sure that there is something for everyone so go to built.com and get your favorites banana cream pie raspberry double chocolate more check it out at built.com they're delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time so again go to built.com today and you can use the promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order use the promo code lock 15 to get 15% at built.com and get yourself a built bar today
1: All right, getting into our last segment for this Monday, we've got kind of some scattered questions, Mike. So yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get those pulled up here right now. So let's go here. Lisa Turk on Twitter at turboladies turbos lady nine four nine three. She says, <laughs> "What are your thoughts on Juan Lagares maybe returning?" Now we got the news that he did sign a minor league contract. It's more of an outfield depth move. He has experience that Adele and Marsh don't. Good or bad, Mike? What do you think? I think it's a good move because I
0: think he brings solid defense. Yeah, He can be a little flashy offensively, and I think we need a little bit of flash offens- offensively. I think that he can step in when the lineup is struggling. And I think the alternatives really call for us to make this move because obviously Rojas is hurt, but he's not really a great outfielder for us. And we really don't have anybody else outside of Adele. If it's Adele, bring him up. Yeah. But again, Adele needs at-bats. And I think Juan Legaris is a great relief for any of the guys in the outfield and can play anywhere and cover a lot of ground
1: yeah and and even though the bat might not be as strong as some of our other outfielders we have the rest of the lineup to pick them up so again that goes back to what we talked about before that these guys need to pick each other up like they did on sunday and pick each other up when they're going through rough patches hey here's one mike From Riley Frisch. (laughs) She says, hey, guys, big fan. Of course, I hope she is. I really think Jared Walsh should be in there against left-handed pitchers. He's really proven himself. What do you guys think? What do you think, Mike?
0: Being an Angel fan in my family is a requirement.
1: So (laughs) that's why she asked that question. Yeah,
0: I I think it's a, a great observation, and I think that he should be in there every day. And the splits, I think, prove that Mm -hmm. against right-handed batters, 247, 445 on base, a 765 OPS. And if you see his left-handed splits,
1: he's hitting 304. Yeah, right now. Yeah.
0: Right? (laughs) Like with a 333 on base and a 724 OPS. So, I mean, his numbers are better offensively overall against left-handed pitchers. And I think he has proven himself with his Hit against the Sox and then last year against Chapman Mm -hmm. in that rain delay game. I I think that he has earned the right to be in there. And reality is there really isn't somebody else that can switch off with him at first base now that Duffy has been put on the IL. And so I think he's got to be in there and he's got to be in there every day because he has proven to be our everyday first baseman. And just on the defensive side is where he re- we really need him, right? Because yeah. those throws over to first base, he has saved a lot of errors. And so I think Correct. he's got to be in there every day.
1: I think he needs to be in there every day too, even if Matt Duffy is healthy. I think Walsh needs yeah. to be playing first base unless he needs a day off. But Walsh, like you said, he defensively is magnificent over there. And he needs to be there to make those plays. And what this tells me is that he's making really good contact. Against lefties, and because his on-base on, uh, on base percentage is higher against righties, he's seeing the ball better, and he knows when yep. to take walks against yep. righties, which it makes sense if you're a lefty-righty matchup, and so I really think that he needs to be in there every day. He's proving that he can overcome those splits. So let's go to this question from Twitter. Disappointed Angels fan at (laughs) 00dudes Twitter. Uh, He says, is the MVP award just going to be the player with the highest war? Seems kind of like the trend. I know this stat has a lot that goes into it, but there has to be some intangibles that don't quite fall into war calculations. Now, that's a good Hmm. question, but I wanted to bring up what exactly goes into war. So here is the formula For that, for position players, it's the number of runs above average a player is worth in his batting, base running, fielding, and adjusting for the position, meaning comparing to other first basemen compared to other first basemen, so on and so forth. Adjustment for the league and the number of runs provided by a replacement level player divided by runs per win. So that is the (laughs) formula for position players when it comes to pitchers. There's different kinds of war that get calculated, but they're adjusted for the league and the ballpark, and then using the league averages, it's determined how many wins a pitcher was worth based on those numbers and his innings pitched total. So those are the formulas there. So I understand what Disappointed Angel Fan is saying with there's intangibles you can't really calculate into war or any stat, really. Right, right. And, and And those are things like momentum and that sort of stuff. But I also think that for the longest time writers who vote in the MVP discussion have been using stats like batting average and RBIs and home runs. Yeah. You talked about the other day that uh in the nineties you looked at RBIs because th- those are the guys you wanted on your team. Who did you bring up from uh the Rangers? Juan I think? Gonzalez. Juan Gonzalez, from Gonzalez. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the RBIs in the world. <laughs> but the thing is, is as we can break down analytics and stats more, we can understand the value of a player even better with things like war because they go beyond the batting average and the RBIs and the home runs and even pitching wins. And so, yes, I think that to answer the question that it is becoming whoever has the highest war, but I also think that that's a much more accurate place than where we used to be when it comes to stats. What are your thoughts?
0: I will answer that question with a question. Okay do you want the MVP to be the one that has had the most impact? And that's what war measures. Right, It measures impact, right? And so that's why they've leaned more in that direction. I'm with this fan in the idea that I would love to see some of those other intangibles. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of home runs and average and OPS and RBIs and all of that stuff. But I do want the MVP to be somebody that has had a huge impact. And and that's why I think war is the greatest measurement that we have right now. And it's why Mike Trout has been in the running almost every year Mm -hmm. for the MVP because he's had the highest war because when he plays, as we've seen, he's had the greatest impact.
1: Exactly, exactly. And Otani being able to do both of what he does with pitching and hitting and combining those wars, I don't think Otani, the hitter, is an MVP. I think Otani, the complete package, is an MVP. I think that would, have been, Absolutely. Uh, that would have been Vlad Jr.'s MVP last season, if not for the fact that Otani could do both. Uh, right. Speaking of MVPs, let's go to this question here from Kenbo Drennan at Mamba Trout on Twitter. <laughs> you guys have the best names. I can't decide if I love Trout or Otani more. Assuming Otani reaches his maximum potential, who will have the better career? Trout is the GOAT, but Otani is a two-way player phenom no one has ever seen. What do you think, Mike? Wow. I really think that this
0: is going to be difficult to answer. I think my answer would be there's going to be a day where we're going to tell our grandkids that we saw Trout and Otani in the same lineup the same way that our grandparents or great grandparents said that they saw DiMaggio and Mantle mm-hmm. in the same lineup, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think that you can compare the two because let me ask you, who's, who's had the better career, DiMaggio or Mantle? That's a hard, That's right. hard, right? <laughs> like, like who, who are you going to pick? I was hoping that was a hypothetical that I didn't have an answer. <laughs> Your eyes, if you're watching on YouTube, John's eyes got huge. <laughs> and because it's hard, it's hard to make a decision and a determination about who it is. As of right now, I would say that Trout yeah. is in the running because he's played longer, right? And has had more of an impact, but Otani's changed the game. Like, right. this two-way player now is just something we say, like, when we talk about, hitting a double, right? Like it's yeah. just natural. It's part of our conversation. And so I think that what we're going to walk away with is we're going to walk away going, how privileged were we to have the opportunity to watch these two amazing players play at the same time?
1: I like that a lot. Uh, if I have to rip the band-aid off, I'm going to say trout. I think trout okay. is more consistent over his career. He is continuing to, uh, impress and not regress And I think that when we look back at his career, we will all be in awe of the something special that we got to witness. Now, I understand Otani is just as capable of doing that. But I think if I had to gamble on it, I would say Trout has the most consistent career. Uh, when it comes to these Hmm. two having the better career, in my opinion. That's good. Uh, Last question. This is a fun one from Brian O. on Instagram. What's your favorite piece of Angels memorabilia that you guys own? Mine is a small souvenir bat signed by the great Tory Hunter. Mike, what's your favorite piece of memorabilia? I have a Tim Salmon autograph
0: baseball, but here's where I'm bummed about it. It's not in what they call the sweet spot. You know, like where the oh, autograph okay. goes across that side of the ball. It's kind of like off to the side, and, <laughs> I, and I felt like he did it on purpose, right? You know, and and, and so Tim, if you're listening, I know you're listening. I'm going to need an autograph in the sweet spot. We gotta redo that, please.
1: <laughs> what about you? My favorite is a. Uh, you and I went to spring training in 2008, and I had a ball from from practice that a ton of the minor leaguers signed. Now oh, I have no right. idea who was on there, and I even looked at the minor league roster from 2008, and the only ones I really recognized were. Kendrys Morales, and he hadn't been called hey. up yet, so maybe his signature is on there. I can't read any of them, but uh, the one I <laughs> yeah. did get was because he was on his way to the booth, and we caught him. Uh, was Steve Fizyak, and so I oh, said, "Oh yeah, Fiz." I was like, "Can you sign my ball?" So he signed it, so I got his autograph on there. But there's a ton of That's players great. on that on that ball. And uh, maybe maybe I have a diamond in the rough there. I'm not sure. But thanks, everybody, for sending in your questions. That was really fun. And, and I hope that uh, we got to everybody's questions that wanted to uh, have us answer them. We'll continue to do this every Monday. And so don't forget to tweet at us. And, of course, call that voicemail line
0: hey thanks for making locked on angels your first listen of the day and now make your second listen the locked on mlb podcast hosted by paul francis sullivan he brings his unique perspective on major leagues past and present and it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts
1: Forget to give us a follow at Locked On Angels on Twitter, and you can connect with Mike and I at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, if you're not watching on the YouTube side, you can search us by searching Locked On Angels and you'll find our channel. Give us a subscribe and make sure to like and comment because we love hearing from you guys. What do we have on deck for tomorrow, Mike?
0: Tomorrow on Locked On Angels, we're going to discuss this question Did Jonathan Diaz just pitch his way? into the starting rotation, and is Jose Suarez out?
1: John and I will talk about that tomorrow. All right, that sounds like a good conversation. i got to figure out where I stand on that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. It's coming fast. Till then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right here tomorrow on Locked on Angels.